I do wish to simply say thanks to anyone who has offered prayers for our high school retreat, which is ongoing already. Some beautiful fruit has been born there and some simple but powerful conversions. So thanks to anyone who offered prayers and petitions for our high school retreat. By God's grace, it is going very well. Praise God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We hear on this beautiful Sunday one of those more, I would call, mildly terrifying parables of our Lord. And that, again, frightening phrase. Remember, you received what was good during your lifetime, while Lazarus received what was bad. Now he is comforted here, whereas you are tormented. And then our Lord even talks about how the obtuseness of the rich man who has a sort of comfortable, materially prosperous life, he and his brothers, that is an obstacle to even knowing the resurrection. They won't believe even if someone should rise from the dead. They have Moses, the prophets, they can listen, they can hear the word, they can order their lives, but they are comforted. They have the nice, soft, easy life. Now I bring this up in the context of another thing which I wish to say thank you to everyone who offered prayers and sacrifices last week for the priest assembly that took out in Chula Vista. With joy in my heart, I can report that that conference, especially on Tuesday, was one of the most beautiful moments of zeal and unity. I would just say the most beautiful moment of zeal and unity I have experienced with the clergy as a whole in the Diocese of Madison. It was a truly beautiful and astounding thing. So again, I thank everyone for prayers and sacrifices offered. Flowing out of that, you may have heard the Bishop of Madison released some things at the end of this week. You most certainly will hear about the current reality assessment, wherein the bishop over the last six months, in union with the clergy, getting all of the information from their parishes, having a complete study of the whole geographic region of the Diocese of Madison, have understood where we are in our current reality. That, of course, I will present it to the parish staff this week and to the Finance Council shortly, and we'll be sending the faithful many things in the coming days. Why is this important? It is important that we understand where we are to comprehend where it is we are going. The parable makes that clear. The rich man does not comprehend where he is, and he is therefore confused about where he has gone. As we move forward in these days, and understanding just certain realities, you and I have inherited an institutional structure, buildings and things of that sort of nature that were created during a time of massive growth and expansion. We live in an era that does not have massive growth and expansion on the sheer level of people, right? We call it demographics. The rural areas of not only our diocese, but frankly the whole country, are shrinking at an unprecedented rate. The cities are growing again. More people are living in cities than at any other time in human history. That's no different here than it is anywhere else. We are experiencing the aging of the population at a rate unknown to in human history. 
and the replacement population, right? There's more and more old people and less and less children. You couple that with the tidal wave of secularism, scandals that have riddled the church, a time of confusion and poor catechesis, you have an immense decline in the practice of the faith. That is a current reality that must be assessed and decisions will be made moving forward. It is very providential that I read in the 14th chapter of the book, Jesus, King of Love, which is titled, The Apostolate of the Sacred Heart. This quotation, he wrote, If you really seek the glory of Jesus, if you desire that glory above your own and above all your personal interests, however legitimate they may be, if you are true and generous apostles formed in the school of the Sacred Heart, then I must emphatically say that you ought to bless our Lord for allowing contradictions and obstacles. For these very difficulties will more and more refine your zeal. In these hours of trial, when both good and wicked seem to have conspired together to ruin a grand and beautiful project which has cost so many tiring days and sleepless nights, when you see what appears to be a hurricane wrecking the work which you have so long cherished, learn how to bless God who opens and shuts the floodgates of heaven in his own good time. At such moments, do not be troubled or alarmed. If you are attempted to accuse and condemn your opposers, control yourself. Hasten before the tabernacle. Offer your heart very lovingly to the divine master and be at peace. For he cannot be indifferent to his father's glory and to his own. And so it is in these, as we shall not be like the woeful complacent that the prophet excoriated, but that we will have zeal for the noble confession. These coming days will look very different than days past. That cannot be doubted. What will they look like? I do not know. But they will not be the same. And I bless God that they will not be the same. Because those who hearken to the heart of Jesus, who seek his glory and not their own, nor even their own personal interests, however legitimate they may be, and I have a lot of legitimate personal interests, but I do not seek them. I must seek his glory alone. And for such souls, this represents one of the greatest, most inspiring, most zeal-filled moments in, I would argue, two centuries of life of the church in America. And that we have now a true ability to run with zeal unencumbered to the heart of Christ. Troubled times, hard times, may even seem like a hurricane. Bless God and we are attempted to accuse and complain, control yourself, run to the tabernacle. Praise God when you get to see times are bad rather than good, because then our reward is great in heaven. And we acknowledge Jesus, the risen one. 
So let us go now to the altar and bless him for all he has done in our lives. Ask him for strength to endure all that is difficult, the grace to repent that all is our own fault, and be grateful to God that we live to see such times. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, have mercy on us.